Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doomwich on Dirt. This is episode 16. I am your host, Evan McCrory, aka the Doomwich. Some people call me the Dune, some people just call me Evan. I'm fine with anything. But this week, I'm going to be going over the results from March 31st and the 1st of April. USCS had some trips to the Carolinas at Traveler's Rest and the place your mama warned you about at Cherokee. East Lincoln also had some racing going on on the weekly show. And we have a bunch of racing coming up this weekend, including the ultimate kicking off their season opener at Lakeview. SCDRA Northeast Coast Sanction is going to be at Winchester. And then the Carolina Sprint Tour is going to be at Halifax County Motor Speedway. I'm going to get into that stuff more after this. My guest today is going to be Anthony Sanders, driver of the 421 Super Late Model. Talk to him about how he's been racing, how racing's been a part of his life, what he's going to be doing this year, where he's going to be racing. He ended up being second in the Ultimate Super Late Model points last year, second to Zach Mitchell, who had just an incredible season last year. I believe his average finish was like a two or three, which doesn't matter which regional series that is. A two or a three as a average finishing position is incredible. Just because how luck factors into everything. It doesn't matter if you have the most definite, most dominant car by half a second. You can still have stuff break. You can just still have nice just don't go your way. And still, that's a big prop to Zach. We will be definitely talking to him later in the season. Hopefully after a win, get a hold of him and his people. When I mean him and his people, I mean Zach himself or Jack. But yeah, Anthony's going to be joining me after this. And then after the an interview with Anthony, we're going to be having me going over all those results. Let you know where I'm going to be. Let you know who's going to be where for what series, go over some car counts at how many cars we expect to be at a couple of races. And yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Anthony and I'll see you guys in just a couple minutes. Today's guest is a driver of the number 421 super late model from Spartanburg, South Carolina. He is also the owner of big A's graphics and he covers and does a graphic for some of your favorite race car drivers. Anthony Sanders, how you doing? Um, sitting here at work actually trying to get some work done um, but other than that just hanging out what cars you working on right now um actually doing some stuff for uh rambo and for my uncle right now trying to get some stuff fixed up that they got tore up last week awesome and your uncle is doug correct yes sir okay that guy i saw him a couple weeks ago i uh, saw so, uh, was he at lancaster for the classroom i know i saw him at the blue ridge race at carolina for this. yep he was at the uh, blue ridge race at carolina and he was at uh, lakeview last saturday actually awesome yeah no i heard they tore up some stuff there yeah he um i think that was his fault mostly but uh he <laughs> said he just kind of screwed up and spun out front of the whole field and tore some cards up i hate when that happens especially at lakeview <laughs> and it's super tight because you don't want to be going flying off the track yep yep yep, yep. that's tough so last year you got second in the ultimate points behind Zach Mitchell. How'd you feel about that year last year? Um, it was an okay year. Um, started out kind of decent, just couldn't put a good season together. And Zach's definitely one of the best competitors in the country. And every week he's going to finish in the top five or something don't break. So you kind of got to have your ducks in a row and kind of make stuff happen with that deal. But, uh, just wasn't a very good year overall as far as points racing. Um, had a few DNFs and some stuff like that. And, you know, kind of guys behind there was Zach. But, you know, overall, finished second, so still couldn't complain. How did you feel about the year outside of Ultimate, other one-off races or other series you went with a couple other times? 
Um, we had a decent year. Um, didn't pick up any wins like the year before, you know, kind of won two races back there in uh, 2021 and thought we had some good momentum going into last year. Just like I said, we made some adjustments through the year and just couldn't really get a lot of stuff going, but had some good runs here and there. Just kind of, we could have had a better year to, to be honest though. And uh, long corn there towards the end of the year and was kind of hoping that was going to, some things up but still trying to figure out some stuff on the new cars so um just kind of keep trucking at it and try again this year pretty much what uh before you had the longhorn what type of car did you have before that or was it just an older longhorn yeah it was just an older model longhorn um it was a 2016 and um still have that car it's a really good car um the new car i think it's just as good we're just trying to figure out what it likes and what i like with it and um, you know, there's a few things as far as, you know, set up and load numbers are, are kind of different from the old car, but we'll get it figured out eventually. It, with the load numbers and stuff, is that just a part of the technology advancing over the last couple of years between the 2016 and the new one? Oh, yeah. With the new cars, you can, you know, travel on the right front a lot more and run a lot softer load numbers and stuff. And, you know, we had the old car figured out, you know, that thing was fast from the time we got it till we set it over in the corner last year and um thinking about breaking it back out here soon if we can't get this new one going because it's definitely a really good car but yeah they've just they, they've not changed much on the new cars it's just a lot of the front end technology and stuff and just like i said just trying to figure out what we like versus what you know people people's been telling me what they've been running and you know got some good help with it, it just hasn't suited my driving style or you know what i feel comfortable with so um like I said, just kind of keep working at it and figure it out. Yeah, once you get a couple, a bunch of small little changes, we'll end up being some big changes, and you'll get back in your groove, and you'll start getting more consistent with it over time, I feel like. Oh, yeah, that's the plan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about, like, uh, late model racing, usually, like, in the Carolinas? Like, we have the kind of healthy regional series, like Ultimate and Clash and Blue Ridge and a couple of those, and how do you feel about how – uh, some of the bigger series are not being in the Carolinas as much. And the only bigger series you could say is probably in the Carolinas this year would be World of Outlaws at the end of the year and then XR with our Worker Man series. And are you planning to get to those races? Yeah, um, I know the XR deal is kind of a new deal they're putting together this year. And um, looking at their schedule, um, you know, they're going to be at Cherokee a few races and I think uh, Bulls Gap a few races. Um, you know, we're going we're going to try to hit some of those. The bad thing is about those races is they're kind of during the week. So, yeah, it, the, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, but I, you know, racing during the week's good because you don't have the competition as far as drawing cars away from the series with a different series racing. But it does make it kind of hard for the working man to race during the week. But, um, you know, definitely going to try to hit some of those races because, um, you know, those guys are kind of new to the racing community, but they're definitely – Try and do some good things with the payouts and the incentives they put on you know, to come run their deals. So, um, you know, I'm one of those guys. I try to support everybody, whether it's XR or Clash or Ultimate or whoever. Um, you know, because as a local guy, you got to support everybody because if you start losing racetracks and start losing series, then eventually you have nowhere to race. Exactly. So, we heard about another track that's looking like it's going down today. We just heard about Boyd Speedway today. Yep, um, I heard about that deal with Riley. 
guys down there, and I hate that. Um, we actually got to go down there last year for the ultimate race, which is the first time I've ever been there. Um, definitely liked the racetrack and was hoping to get back down that way and try to figure that little place out because it's fun to drive on. Just, you know, like you said, you never know from day to day. You know, you might have tracks around and you might have tracks shutting down. So it's definitely something we all need to think about. Exactly. That's why I feel like even if tracks do have their problems here and there and problem how they handle stuff sometimes, you still got to support them because if you don't and you bash them, they'll just be gone one day. They'll get sold to some company that's going to use the land for a different use and you just won't like what it, what ends up happening when you don't have any tracks to be able to go race at or go support. Oh, for sure. You know, everybody, you know, including myself, you know, we all complain about stuff through the years and you know, we don't like certain calls made or certain decisions made with tracks and series. And, you know, I, the last few months, I try to look at it a little different than what I've looked at in the past. You know, everybody's going to make a mistake. You know, with the super stuff, most of the time you got, you know, 20 to 24 cars on the racetrack. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's only so many officials and so many eyes watching everything. So those guys can't see everything at every certain point. And, you know, we all want to be on the right side of every call but you know sometimes things ain't gonna fall your way and you're gonna get the call made against you and sometimes it's gonna be a before you so you know we always need to kind of look at it and say you know we hate that it happened and you know everybody tries to you know do better next time but you know the bashing and the the everybody's gonna do it and i'm not saying i'm never gonna do it again because you know we all get mad but at the same time, we need to try to tone it back and just accept what we got and try to race every week and just, you know, go from race to race and, you know, hope next week's better. Exactly. I, I feel the same way about it. it you, you might be hot and upset about something in the moment, but if you just take a step back and look at it from a different point of view, you might just feel different and might might be like, it's just not worth it some, but it doesn't mean you should just let the track slide all the time as well. You gotta, you gotta give them constructive criticism, and I, I feel like it's either no criticism sometimes or just too much. Uh, I feel like yeah. good middle ground on that, definitely. Yeah, that's the thing about it. You know, sometimes you know, like you said, it's we try to give our opinions, and some people take it as we're griping or complaining about something. But you know, sometimes you know, they may not see what we see or you know feel the way we feel. But like you said, you know, sometimes you, you know, even as drivers or crew members or or whoever. You know, everybody's a little, you know, a little criticism in their life to try to change certain things and try to make things better overall. So um, it seems like the last few years, you know, series and tracks have kind of listened more to drivers on our input, which is great. And, um, you know, because, you know, we're we're all there to try to make money and and try to keep things going. But, you know, sometimes we got to take a little criticism from them and we got to give a little bit. So, you know, it all works out in the end. Yeah, it sure does. I, I, I'm really interested in that part of uh, the communications between the drivers and the tracks and how in, in series, how they can improve uh, feedback and how people take in that feedback. Uh, who was it? Uh, Dave Dusick with Racetrack Engineering. Him and Kelly Carlton were working on some stuff back at the Winter Freeze where they're uh, going around and asking some drivers to scan a QR code, and they had a really kind of – it was kind of funny and entertaining, like poll asking people how they felt about different aspects of the weekend, like the facilities, how the order of events was going, how quick stuff was happening. 
and it wasn't just a basic simple one through five. I I feel like it was a way to really gauge people's interests of how they felt about the weekend, if they'd come back to certain racetracks. And I feel like we need more of that. Uh, I feel like they're going to be implementing that more. They would just have a QR code you'd have to scan, or it'd be at the tech. It would be at the tech shed or at the um, pay window. You just scan it. It would take you two minutes just to fill out how you felt about the weekend, and I feel like that helps the promoters get a good sense of how the drivers are feeling. And I feel like that's a step in the right direction. Oh, for sure. You know, with with technologies these days, you know, it opens up a lot more, you know, avenues that we haven't had in the past. You know, with you know, like you said, QR codes and you know, podcast and, and, you know, everything everybody's doing these days, you know, it gives a lot more feedback to the series and the tracks and, you know, to the drivers and fans and everybody. So, you know, hopefully, you know, what they're doing is another step, you know, in the right direction to trying to make everybody happy, which, you know, we all know you're not going to make everybody happy, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you keep the majority happy, then, you know, it, it kind of seems to work better. You know, that's a great thing, you know, Kelly does. And I know Dave too, um, you know, they both really put a lot into racing and put a lot of their time and, you know, dedication into it. So, you know, what guys are doing these days are great, and hopefully it keeps the sport strong and keeps it rolling. That's the reason why I'm doing Do Much on Dirt. I'm just trying to help promote the drivers and the series and tracks and just show people that are outside of that bubble or people that aren't really in tune with it, keep them up with it, and show them what's happening. Yep, that's that's great, and we appreciate everything everybody does. Uh, so what's going to be your plans for this weekend coming up, April 7th and 8th? Uh, I think you told me a minute ago you're going to be making it out to Lakeview for the ultimate opener if we don't have any weather. Yep, um, that that's the plan. Um, you know, I'm kind of calling it our first race of the year. Um, you did? We went to, we went to uh, March Madness at Gaffney about, I guess, four weeks ago, five weeks ago now. And, um, didn't really have a good race. Um, didn't qualify good and wasn't starting too good. So we just made a few laps and pulled in and saved our equipment. So, um, you know, this weekend we've been off, you know, like I said, for four weeks now. And um, the weather's looking a little iffy right now for Saturday, but hopefully that'll change between now and then. But, um, you know, if all goes accordingly, that's where we'll be this Saturday night and kind of start our year off and see how things go. Myself, too. I uh, Looking at the car counts the last couple, like the last couple of events at Lakeview, it looks like they've been averaging around 18 to 20 cars, kind of. So I would probably expect that type of field. We don't know because I know a bunch of good cars are probably still going to be at uh, going to Tennessee for the weekend because they got the Kyle Larson Challenge and Spring Nationals have 21K at Tazewell. So well, yep. I still expect that 18 to 20 cars to stay around there. Yeah, it seems like, like like you said, the last few times we've been down there, you know, they, they draw some good cars from down that way. And, you know, even some of the limited guys come run with us when we're down that way. So it mm-hmm. kind of fills out the field. And, you know, like you said, this weekend there's – you know, a good bit of stuff going on, you know, with Ray Cook stuff and, you know, the stuff at Tazewell and Bulls Gap and Lakeview and, you know, but um, I think we'll be okay with car counts. And um seems like the last few times we've been there, the racetrack's been getting better and better. Yeah. I know the last time we was there, there was a bunch of two wide racing. The top kind of come in pretty good. So kind of looking forward to going back down there and hopefully, you know, the weather's good and they can get the racetrack pretty good and we can put on a pretty good show. It looked like it was a good race this past weekend for the Blue Ridge Outlaw race they had. I think they had uh, probably a 34-lap event. You guys are probably going to do 50, if I had to guess, 40 or 50. Yeah, probably a 40-lap race, I think. Um, the ultimate, even though they're paying 5000 they've been trying to keep their races under 40 laps unless it's a 10000 to win. Yeah. Uh, but don't 
hold me to that. Sometimes we do run a few 50 lap races during the year, but last year, um, uh, last year was a 5k to win, I believe in August when I was there and it was a 40 lapper. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing I re- really remember that race is uh, Jeff hitting the wall on the front stretch and bending the crap out of his front clip. <laughs> yep, yeah, um, I, I remember that. Um, Jeff had a pretty bad year there, a few races in a row. He got caught up in some stuff and tore his car up there for, I think, three or four races in a row, so I kind of felt bad for him there. I actually come off turn four. I remember it because I come off turn four when the caution come out, and I, I seen him pointing in the wall there. I was thinking – Good Lord, not Jeff again. He just got this thing fixed from, I think it was Alltech last year. He got messed up, and I was thinking. I remember that, too. Man, he's having a bad year so far. Yeah. Seems like he's had a good stretch to start it off so far. I've seen him at, I uh, saw him at March Madness when he first unreeled that new rap. Someone actually sent that to me a day or two before. Now, the green with the blue with a little bit of gray, that that thing, that right looks really sweet. Yeah, I did. Um, I actually talked to him down there. Um, you know, I've known Jeff my whole life. Um, yeah. And um, talked to him. I told him I said that was probably one of the better cars he's ever had, and I, I liked it. And I talked to his wife, Heather. You know, she took all the credit for it. Said she designed it. So right. I told her I said that, that was a really good looking race car, and it looks good on racetrack too. But um, yeah, it seems like you know, me and Jeff we, we raced a lot together with the Clash and the Ultimate. And it's a funny thing if you ever talk to him, he'll probably tell you the same story. But it seems like every week it don't matter if he qualifies first and I qualify twenty fourth or vice versa. At some point in time, we're going to find each other on the racetrack. Oh. <laughs> um, but it seems like we always race pretty clean, and we race each other with respect. So, um, you know, never had a problem with him. You know, there's been a few bang-ups here and there, but we've talked it out and, you know, worked it out, and no big deals there. But, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to racing with him and the rest of the guys this weekend. That's awesome. So how's the graphics business Big A's been going so far this year? I've seen you've been doing so many cars. You've probably been just staying so busy. You had no time for anything besides the car, really. How, how's it been going? Yeah, I've uh, been really good. Um, the last few years have been really good, actually. And I was actually telling somebody the other week that, um, you know, normally we start racing, you know, first of February, end of February, March, April, you know, hardly ever stops anymore. And it seems like this year with, everybody kind of taking the winter off and it seems like with my schedule far as what I plan on racing this year being moved back towards the middle of April has been really good for me far as business wise and racing wise because it seems like the last two or three years I've always been very very hurried or or rushed to get my racing stuff going or get my decal stuff finished up to try to go race so this year, it seems like it's been a little more calmer, um, you know, not trying to get ready in February or January to mm-hmm. try to go race, which is normally from January to April is my busiest time with the decal stuff. So um, pretty much getting it caught up and, um, you know, that, still staying busy, but it's not as hectic right now. So, you know, try to get most of my work done between now and Thursday and take Friday off and work on the race car and kind of finish it up and get ready for the weekend. Uh, based off like um, how speed weeks happens mid January to mid February, it really starts to seem like that late February to almost to April, depending on where you're at. Some people kind of view that as the real off season has been seem like, especially with a lot of the rainouts and the stuff that happened northeast, like in the northern areas for a bunch of those. I would say the national guys. It seems like their real off seasons more like March rather right. than like December and January. Yeah, it seems like the last few years, you know, March has been really uh, tough for everybody. But, you know, that's kind of the good thing about where we're located here in the south. Um, 
you know, it it might be 70 degrees and sunny on a Saturday or it might be 10 degrees and snow, which mm-hmm. you never really know. So, you know, the last few years we had the dry day winter series in this area. Yep. And it, and it kept us going through, you know, December and January and February. Um, but it was kind of refreshing this year to have that little break and, you know, kind of get a chance to reset. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm 42 years old, but, you know, I remember back in the day, you know, racing season in this area was from April to October. And it seems like, it keeps you know, I, you know, yeah, I love racing more than anybody, but it seems like the little break is kind of good. It's just, like I said, it just kind of gives you a chance to, you know, step back and work on your stuff and, and, you know, get stuff ready for next year to where, you know, a lot of the guys this area, you know, we don't have full-time crews and pit crews and, mm-hmm. and, you know, so it's, it's, it's good to have a break, you know, like I said, I love racing and I wish I had the time and the money to go to East Bay and Volusia and tracks like that. But, you know, it, it's hard for me to do that, but, you know, having a little break and like I said, just kind of slowing down and, you know, taking my time, getting ready has been a, been a little better this year. I think everybody just needs that in general, just be able to chill, just take a step back from it, think about it a little bit, put some focus on other stuff for a little bit. I think I think everybody needs that in general. It doesn't matter if you're a fan, a driver, crew member, nothing. I think everybody needs that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I, you know, I know a lot of the, you know, like the Davenports and, you know, Maddens and, you know, Overtons, you know, they race for a living. So, you know, they want to race every week all year long, and I understand that. Uh, but like I said, as far as the regional guys and the local guys, I think it's great for that, you know, to have a little break. Yeah, they'll go from world at the end of the year. They'll go from world finals and then go out west to Vegas and <laughs> for a week, and then they'll come back to town, hit the blue gray while they're <laughs> when they get back to town, take a week off for Thanksgiving, and then they'll go to Saint uh, they go to Saint Louis for the Dome. They come back, take take Christmas off, and then go straight to Arizona for Vado or New Mexico for Vado, and then you go straight to Speed Weeks. And <laughs> oh yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, so, you know, oh yeah, you know, like I said, you got to respect those guys for what they do. You know, they 100%. spend a lot of time away from home and from their families and stuff like that. But you know, like I said, I wish I could do that. But you know, if I ever win the lottery, you might see me do that one day. But um, you know, I know those guys put a lot of effort into that. So it's not just like they're out there goofing off and you know just driving around the country having fun. It, to them guys, it, it's work and it's a living. So they they do it the right way, and you know they you know have fun doing it. But at the same time, like you said, they treat it more as a as a job than anything else. One hundred percent, I agree with you on that. Uh, a couple questions I ask every guest before we jump off of here: If you have to, what what would be your favorite track that is no longer open? Oh man, that's an easy one. Um, in this area. Um, depends on who you are and where you're from but you might call it Lawndale or you might call it Thunder Valley um but that was a great track back in the day and you know even with it being a bigger track it was still fun to race on it was probably one of the most prettiest racetracks when it was first built you know just kind of sitting down in a valley with you know fields all around you of you know green pastures it was just a really nice racetrack and you know hate to see it kind of fade away there and there was some talk about Casey Kane and some guys opening it back up, you know, five or six years ago. But definitely um, one of the tracks I hated to see kind of shut down there. Where was that one at? Um, it was in Lawndale, North Carolina, which is about maybe 20 minutes from the Shelby area right there. Oh, um, I grew up yeah. in the city, so I I know that area decently. I don't, I 
can't think of the name Lawndale, but I know Shelby. I have family in Shelby. Yeah, so. well, like I said, it, it was in the town of Lawndale, so some people call it Lawndale, but you know, it was Thunder Valley. But yeah, yeah so from Gaffney, it was probably thirty minutes from Gaffney right there, so it's not far. Um, it was it was a great racetrack. I think it was just in the wrong location because mm-hmm. there was definitely no easy way to get there where it was located, but it was definitely worth the drive to get there. It was just. It just never seemed to work out to draw in the crowds and, you know, keep it going. I feel like that's been a problem for many of tracks over the years that have eventually closed down or even a couple today. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some tracks in this area that, you know, if you talk to some people, they'll tell you we're, we're worried about them because, you know, it seems like, you know, not knocking the racetracks or, or saying it's their fault. It's just it's just weird. It, it just wears that, and everywhere you turn, they're building houses all around it, and we all know what that mm-hmm. kind of comes down to in the end. So, like I said, but there's also tracks in this area we feel like are kind of safe from that, but you never know. So, yeah, see how that plays out over the years. I thought of one track for each scenario you're talking about. I thought of one that has like their land kind of being sold around, it's kind of been talked about for a while, and then I thought of one that I know is pretty safe to my knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably the same ones I'm thinking. We, like we, I said, we, we never know. <laughs> we don't, we don't gotta, we don't gotta speak anything to to existence yep, yep, on that with yep. going away or anything. Yeah. But has there been any tracks in the United States or anywhere? It doesn't even have to be dirt. And I know that's probably what you're gonna say. But is there any track that you haven't been to that would still be a dream to be able to race on? Yes, for sure. And I'm really trying to put some stuff together this year. But I know when I go, I'm going to suck because it's not my type of racetrack. But I'm going to make it to Fairbury one day. Awesome. <laughs> don't know how, don't know when, but um, I was lucky enough. Uh, I think it was 2019. I got to go to Eldor and race up there for the dream. Um, that was one of my three that I really wanted to run. And Fairbury is my next one. And like I said, I'm going to try to make something happen this year with the way the ultimate schedule is this year. And that's what I'm planning on running. There's a few races they're having on some off, our off weeks. So, if I can put some stuff together, I might make it up there this year. If not, hopefully next year. But I'm I'm going to make it there eventually. That'd be awesome. I would love. Obviously, PDC is one of those bucket list tracks, you, or just that event, or just Fairbury in general. It doesn't matter if it's a flow night in America or any other races I have. I would love to just make it up there, up to Illinois for that. Yep. I've yep. been to, I've been to Eldora now. I was there for the million last year. I love Eldora. I'll be back this year for the Sprint Million. But PDC just that event and how how much that community loves it and how much energy they bring to it. And the people coming out of town, bringing it energy. It just seems like an awesome atmosphere in general. To me. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, didn't everybody talk to it. It was like, you got to go, you got to go. And like I said, I've never really seen a bad race there. And like I said, even if I don't make the race or don't run good, I can at least sit there and watch a good race, you know, in the grandstand. So definitely hoping to make it up there one day. Before we jump off of here, do you have any sponsors, anybody that helps you out you just want to thank? Um, yeah, um, like I said, mostly uh, my aunt and my uncle, um, they do a lot for me with the, with the racing side of everything. Um, they put a lot of time and effort and money into my little operation. Um, and uh, Carl Sherwood and his son, uh, Wes, with uh, M&W Transport in Columbia. Um, now we're there. Been, help, been helping me for many years. And, um, you know, definitely nice people. And, you know, if you ever need anything as far as towing or transport they're the guys to call and um there's so many other ones i'm probably forgetting um you know fk rodians um hoosier tires um they've been helping me some over the years 
uh, David Smith with uh, Smith Automotive and Anderson. Um, you know, I don't have many sponsors, but the ones that help me, I appreciate everything they do. Um, you know, like I said, every week it's just trying to make it to the racetrack and trying to survive. So everything everybody does, it, it helps out a lot. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on doing on Dirt, Anthony, and I will see you this weekend, hopefully at Lakeview. Yep, sounds good. Hopefully the weather holds off and we can have a good show. Hopefully. Have a good one. All right, you too, man. Appreciate it. Yep. I am back to go over the results this weekend and see what's going to be going on the weekend of the 7th and the 8th. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And going into the USCS Sprint Cars, they were at Traveler's Rest Speedway on Friday night where Mark Smith was the winner. And then on Saturday, Johnny Bridges was the winner of that 25-lap main event. Eric Riggins Jr. won the dash on Saturday night. And to go over the rest of the... Oh, before I go over the rest of the Cherokee results, shout out to Danny Smith. He ran the Friday-Saturday USCS shows in South Carolina. And then today, Sunday... He is up in Ohio at Atomic doing their quick impromptu show. I'll get into that in a little bit. But shout out to Dane Smith making that six and a half hour trip up there. I know he's from there, from that area, but still impressive to make that drive up there and be competing after a long weekend. Going over the results, Renegade Sportsman was won by David Lucas. Thunder Bomber won by Bradley Weaver. Extreme 4, Dale Bennett. Pierce Stock, TJ Penfield, and Crown Vic was won by Mark Chandler. Shooting over to East Lincoln Speedway, they've been getting their start times doing it right. They've been having their start times at like 4, 4.30. I think drivers meeting 4, start time 4.30, and they've been getting out by 9.30, which I like that, especially for guys like me that if I'm up there, I still have about an hour and a half drive home, which I do want to – I'll probably make it up there by the end of the month, but the rest of the, week, the, rest of the month's booked for me with non-racing stuff and – I'm going to be at Lakeview this upcoming weekend. But going into their show, LS Sprints were supposed to be there, but they canceled, and they're going to be doing a double feature, I believe, on April 29th. And I think it was also because the other Sprint cars in town, and they didn't have a great car count. They had like three or four last weekend when the Carolina Sprint towards Harris. But I'm going to go over their winners. Renegades is won by Randy Powell. Pro 4 is Jerry Oliver. Thunder Bombers, Matt Coley. Front wheel drive, Brandon Bond. Powder Puff was won by Samantha White. And Pierce Stock V8 was won by AJ Palladino. Good start off to the point season for a couple of those guys. Cody Verbose, who won last week in Pro 4, over Jerry. And they just flip-flop positions this week. He got second. And that's it for the races that happened. Kind of a quiet weekend. I feel like, uh, but need that sometimes there's still a lot of weather problems. There's a decent bit to be able to watch on streaming. I was flipping between like four things last night. I was flipping between spring nationals at East Alabama. I was watching some of the, uh, advanced auto weekly series at Hickory. I was watching the MLRA at Lucas oil. I wish they would have got some more people out there, especially Friday night. Friday night was empty. I just really, they need more people out there, especially with some tracks in the area being shut down like I-80. But, yeah, I I enjoy the tracks out there. I hate Lucas Oil on video games, though. It doesn't matter if it's World of Outlaws or if it's iRacing. I think Michael told me they still don't. you still can't be under the lights <laughs> on iRacing, which is crazy. 
But I want to go into the races we have this upcoming weekend. The SEDRA is going to be Friday and Saturday for their Northeast Co-sanctioned race for 10000 to win at Winchester Speedway in Virginia. I will not be there. Winchester has uh, some problems. They made a statement a couple weeks ago posting about people cannot post on-track content, which is very upsetting to me because that's kind of what I do. And it never means no disrespect to any any track or any series or whatever. I'm not trying to disrespect while like, posting your content stuff. I'm trying to promote to help bring more people to your races and help bring more profit to everybody. I feel like that's kind of my goal. I'm just trying to promote and showcase the best racing around. And if the tracks tell me I can't really do that, why would I support the track? And if I'm wrong about this, somebody reach out and explain the other side of this to me. Like if anybody in Winchester ends up hearing this and wants to explain it more to me, who's kind of newer to this, I'm down to understand that they backtracked a little bit and said oh you can get like on-site footage like doing interviews and pits and stuff like that and that's still stuff i'd be interested in if i made it up there but yeah i feel like it's kind of turning off to people like me wanting to do stuff up there but i hope the event with SEDRA northeast goes awesome for them uh, a bunch of the regulars gonna be up there a bunch of the northeast guys are gonna be kicking off their season if they didn't come down for the freeze or anything yeah, I'm excited to see their car counts. I see who gets a dub up there. Uh, we'll expect one of the SEDRA regulars to get it, but it'd be cool to see a non-regular SEDRA driver get the dub. 10,000 win, that's a nice payday. The American Racer Modifies are going to be making their first trip of the season, season to East Lincoln Speedway. Carolina Sprint Tour is going to be at Halifax County Speedway for their second race of the season. It's going to be a weekly show at Cherokee on April 8th, the Saturday. And then Ultimate Super Late Model is going to be making their season opener race at Lakeview Motor Speedway in Nickel, South Carolina this upcoming weekend. That's going to be a Saturday-only show. The only two-day show is going to be the SEDRA Northeast. And going off of the two races they had last year on April 9th and August 13th, they had 17 and 18 cars respectfully, and they are both swept by Zach Mitchell and his 57. I don't know if Zach will be there. Depends. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he was going to be at Taz for their 20K to win. They're also going to be having the Kyle Larson Challenge. That is going to be on Thursday the 6th. That's going to be 20,000 to win, I believe. Or maybe 15K. Um, I don't know how much Larson's. 15 or 20K. I would love to make it up to any of those shows. That's just a trip, especially having to go after work and have to work the next day. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> I really don't. I would love it. And also, a weekly show on Friday is going to be at Carolina. It's going to be their second points race of the season. And, yeah, that's about it for the races coming up. I hope you guys got to a track or at least got to watch something. And I will be hashtag Doomwich on location at Lakeview all day Saturday. Or at least good day of the day Saturday. And if you guys have any questions or any ideas or anything you want me to do, any guests you want me to have on, just send me a DM, send me a text, something. And don't forget to follow on all social medias, D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H on Dirt, Doomwich on Dirt on Facebook. Use a little bit. Instagram, use a good bit. Twitter, see the most from me on there. And on TikTok, I'll post a couple clips here and there. I posted the Ashton Winger video a couple weeks ago, him tackling the t-shirt guy, and that got removed for violence or whatever. 
I don't know what y'all want me to do. <laughs> I'm just trying to put it. It's not like somebody getting shot or anything. It's not like I had the video of Gary with the hammer. Okay, I need to stop. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week. I still got some stickers, and I'm hopefully I'm going to be ordering some bigger ones soon. And if I get some more people saying they want some hats, I'll order some hats coming up soon. Have a great week, have a great week guys, and uh, keep it easy.